Cosmic Canvas Studio presents We're so bad at adventuring We're really not very good at it at all <laughs> First words! What? You've been talking non-stop about radishes for the last 12 hours. Oh, right. Anyway, cease your radish, Jabberbob, for I see in the distance the stone gate that leads to our destination. Hopefully it's actually the maple tree this time, unlike the last four stone gates we found, all of which led to farmers who were startlingly protective of their forest corn. Who the hell farms in a cursed forest? To be fair, I think all forests are cursed in Valoria. True. Okay, before we go, let's check our talking tree toolkit. Matches. Check. Hand axe. Check. Lack of eco-friendliness. Double check. We have been classified as natural threats to several ecosystems. All right. We've got everything we need to defeat an evil tree, or to threaten a neutral tree into giving us this sap of torturing egregious for hours on end. Or whatever. Onward! Crap! Our first obstacle! Some kind of wooden barricade designed to prevent entry. Hmm. Bob, how many times do I need to tell you it's a door? The or Is that some kind of spell? Stop goofing and just open it. One of these days, I will get a laugh out of you. I laughed the first time you did that joke. Two years ago. And I'm constantly chasing after that high, Thornwick. Whoa! Look at that magnificent, gigantic tree! Oh, you'd think we would have seen it on the other side of the stone gate, but nope. This is a complete surprise to the both of us. I really think we should start looking up from time to time, or at least ahead, so we're not surprised by a 300-foot-tall tree. Approach the mighty tall oak tree. Oh, we're looking for a maple tree, actually? Yeah, to get some sap of toddler kicking. The maple tree retired, like, ten years ago. I'm his replacement. Oh, okay. Y you have the sap we're looking for, right? At the affordable price of free? You speak of the sap of pacification? Yeah, that's it. I knew it had something to do with the pacifier. It is within my great power to bestow this sap upon any who ask politely. Bob, put the matches away! Provided they earn my trust by performing a heroic deed first. Quick! Bob, take the matches back out! Make up your mind! Why do you tremble before me? Are you afraid of my power? We're trembling because someone suggested we just eat a bunch of trembleberries like ten minutes ago. That someone was me, and I regret nothing, except for eating all those trembleberries. Also, because we're both terrified of trees due to previous tree incidents. Not that we're treesist. No, some of our best friends are trees. Cower not, friends, for within this wood you have little allies but me. So you aren't going to just grab us and gobble us up? Or call for help in the child's voice, only to strangle us with your vines? Or burst through our windows late at night while screaming, Rah! Or... Enough! Okay, so while it is true that most trees in Valoria are absolutely psycho, I, the Great Oak, am not that kind of tree. I was planted long ago. What are you two doing? Just getting changed into our PJs for a quick exposition nap. Nothing like sleeping during a long-winded story. 
You know you could just ask me to skip the dialogue, right? I mean, it kind of hurts to see you two literally putting up a tent in front of me. The tent of expositional immunity helps us rest, which in turn allows us to stay focused on the task at hand. Whatever that may be. I know, right? I have no clue why we're even in these woods. I think we were llama herding. That sounds factually correct. <sighs> Look, do you two want my quest or not? Hmm, okay. Fine. Within the forest of unimaginable horrors and also a nice lake are many terrible creatures. Ones of ferocity, past your worst nightmares. You must pick one creature and defeat it, bringing me a fang. Just a fang, not its head? Ew, gross! What would a tree do with a monster head? What would a tree do with a fang? I'm making a necklace for Mother's Day, okay? So what are the options? There are but three beasts wandering these woods that would pose a danger to you. Well, okay. Judging from you two, it would seem that a hammer tied to a string would pose a mortal danger. But assuming that you are actual adventurers, there are three. Ooh, I love quest choices. It's like a buffet of violence. There is the great and mighty Hornthorn, with a long snout that can pierce the heavens itself. The wry and cunning Rither Beast, which slithers through the woods with its immense worm-like body, and then Carl, the cleaning guy who refuses to do his job. Is Carl a monster of any kind? Well, he is a jerk who will not sweep up my leaves despite what his contract says. I'm not gonna lie, I like the wordplay of the Hornthorn. Plus, the end of its name is the beginning of your name, Thornwick. Imagine all the confusion that will happen when I mix you two up! Well, I like the idea of fighting Carl. I like to think we can fight janitorial staff without getting too injured. I don't know. Remember the housemaids of pain? Right, those cleaning ladies were unstoppable with their spiked brooms and demands that we climb out of the laundry bin despite how warm and inviting it was. So, we go down the middle and pick the Rither Beast? It sounds better than arguing for hours on end, namely because we're going to end up doing that anyway. Have you chosen? We select the Rither Beast! Uh, maybe the fourth option, which was the hammer with a string? I, I think we can take that. Either one's fine with us. Then go forth to the east. Follow the dragging trail that the beast makes and slay it. Bringing me back a single tooth will be sufficient proof that he is dead. And I won't be checking up on his existence ever, so I'll have no way of knowing if you killed him unless I get a tooth. I mean, even baby teeth are fine. We thank you, wise and benevolent tree, for not stump-thumping us and also for giving us a free quest. Thornwick, all quests are free because they're basically chores. Chores where violence happens. So just chores. So Bob, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I'll get our dentist disguises. There! The drag marks, finally! After hours upon hours of searching and following Carl's footprints, which I insisted were not made by a ten-ton monster, but rather a janitor with a slight limb, we found the lair of the Rither Beast! Look at the size of that cave! Rawr. And the terror within. Thornwick, this, this may be it for us. We could die in there. True. So, I just want to say, I'm so glad we're not fighting it, and instead we're going to try and trick it into mouth surgery. Dibs on the dental secretary. Damn it, I wanted that job. There's no way I'm going to pry the tooth out. That's your job. Because what's a dental secretary without a dentist? 
Fine. Dr. Bob is now in session. It's terrifying that you actually graduated that two-day dentistry and panini-making class with the highest marks. Well, panini-making accounted for 80% of the grade. You ready? I was born ready to skim a writher beast. Seriously, the phrenologist said that was my destiny. <laughs> Boy, did my parents shake their heads for a long, long time after that. Who dares into my cave? Like seriously, just because it's an open floor plan doesn't mean you can just barge in. Mr. Ritherbeast, where with T and also B dentistry, and frankly, it was a real hassle tracking you down. Someone's overdue for an appointment! You two dare question my dental hygiene? Though they are but the size of you both and more numerous than the stars themselves, they glisten like the moon. Damn. Thornwick, I've never seen such properly brushed teeth! Um... One question before you devour one and or both of us. Go for it. Do you floss? Well, I mean, not really. See? It's stuff like this that makes the dentist profession lucrative. You can brush all you want, but if you don't floss, you're just making us richer. Come on, man. I, like, brush three times a day. Sorry, pal, but we're gonna have to poke around in your mouth with these pliers and look for, uh, cav... cav... Thornwick, what are they called? Holes in the teeth? Corn pockets? Cav... Cav... Cavities? Yes! We gotta check for cavities, since, you know, I'm a dentist. Your lack of knowing what something as basic as a cavity is alarms me. But you are wearing a dentist coat, and I think you have to have a license for those. You certainly can't just go rummaging in a dentist's office at three in the morning looking for golden teeth, only to find these coats instead. Yeah, that would be crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the greatest danger to a writhe beast, other than adventurers in disguise, is tooth decay. Have at it. (laughs) Ha ha, perfect. Now just lay your head down while I poke around, and ignore any insanely painful sensations like a tooth is being yanked out. That's just me, checking for calamities. Cavities. Bless you. I need more gauze, damn it! I'm not a dental assistant, Bob. I'm a dental secretary. We're gonna lose him if we don't get these infected teeth out! Why did I say no to the localized anesthetic? Yeah, now who's the tough guy? Thirty-two infected teeth pulls. Fifteen crowns. Two wisdom extractions. And eleven cavity fillings. You know what all these numbers mean, Mr. Eye the Beast? Someone's, Someone's been, been lying about, about brushing, brushing his teeth! teeth. How dare you question my dental hygiene? I would devour you both. Oh, no you don't. No solid food for at least a week. Unless you have some way to drink us both, you can't chew us to death with your remaining teeth. And that also means you don't get a toy from the toy box. Wait, no, I'll be good. Fine, you get one toy. Yes. Well, another dental procedure finished. Might have taken us 12 hours of gruesome surgery, but we did it. I'm exhausted. Let's go home. Yeah, I've got six more patients tomorrow. You should really take a vacation. You know, a doctor needs his rest. Wait, Bob, I don't think we're actually dental professionals. Then why are we wearing these fancy clothes? 
Bob? Wait, I remember now. We're just pulling one over on that monster. Oh, right! We're adventurers, not dentists! Ooh, wow, I almost completely forgot. I know, right? We could have spent the rest of our lives working at a dental office and completely forgot that we were adventurers. <laughs> Remember that one time we actually forgot we were just pretending to be statues? We were in that haunted house forever. <laughs> just gonna grab one of these fangs off the ground. Bye, guys! Make sure you come in at least twice a year for cleaning. But I'm the size of a house. I'll never fit in your dental office. Yeah, but your insurance doesn't cover house visits. Damn it. Okay, do we have our stories straight? Yep. The Rither Beast came at us with a knife. It bit me in half, but you sewed me back together, and then you blew it up by flexing at it. Thornwick, the oak is not going to believe this story. Frankly, I don't think it'll believe any story. So you might as well really half-ass it. Why don't we just say like... Oh, I know. We drop the tooth in front of the tree, breathing all heavily, and just say, There, the deed is done. Oh, oh, like we're too traumatized to even give particulars. Exactly! The tree will be like, whoa, these guys are hardcore. I better not ask them any details, lest it keep me awake at night forever. Ahem! Um... Here, catch this tooth. Don't ask any details, because they would blow your mind, man. And also cause us more trauma. Which is grounds for us suing you for re-traumatization. You do know I could watch you both, right? Uh, Thornick made me do it. Uh, he's a psycho who said he'd kill my dog. Bob, I'd never really follow through with that thread, even if you had one. I am proud of you. Wait, what? Even about the faux dog threats? I gave you a task. But you chose mercy instead of murder. You aided the creature, gave it dental help, and in turn, it will no longer neglect its morning dental hygiene routine for at least two weeks. You two are extraordinarily kind. <laughs> That's a good one. So if you're going to start strangling us, just go for it. Seriously, that was too good. I mean what I say. You showed kindness to the creature, and for that... I will bestow upon you the sap of pacification. Wait, so you're not mad that we completely skipped a combat encounter? Mercy must never be a reason to feel anger, friend. For that is what Kalavar calls us to do. Violence must be a last resort. We mustn't strike our foes down, but turn the other cheek. Or in this case, root around inside their cheeks while just pulling stuff out at random while screaming medical terms you once read in a dictionary. You have passed the test. Bob, we did it. Our ridiculous antics have paid off for once. My antics pay off every time, usually in wounds that make walking very, very hard. Now I bestow upon you the sap. Behold, as the jaw descends from the heavens. It's so shimmery. This sap senses great evil and malice. When thrown on a target, it seeps into them, making arms, legs, and face very numb. Those who bear hatred in their hearts cannot fight back. It will be then on you to deal justice how you see fit. Justice is a fancy word for curb stomping, right? I know. Let's make egregious a human scarecrow with this. Ha! <laughs> Just dangle him over a bunch of bees! Uh, do I need to take this jaw back? We're just goofing, Great Tree. We'd never take advantage of a paralyzed egregious. 
and turn him into a mannequin at Vince's Emporium, displaying all of the cheap, ridiculously high-quality merchandise that's for sale. Okay, but if anyone asks, you didn't get the job from me. I have the feeling I'm going to end up an accessory before the fact. Of course, Great Tree. Jaw time! Give us the jar! Jaw now! Heap it on us! Catch! I caught it! Look at all that sap! We did it! We actually did it! Well, thanks for the help, Tree. I'll be sure to briefly mention you in my autobiography. Please, please don't. Legs are tired from running from Carl. Who would have thought the hunters would have become the hunted? To be fair, we really should have not tried the dentistry trick on him, too. Frankly, we could have just walked right past him. Hubris at its finest. Now, where are we? No clue. Hey, check out that really nice lake. Where? Oh, that is a nice leg. So serene and gentle. The perfect place to sleep off these janitor-induced wounds! Seriously, that guy was crazy with a spike mop. Come, friends. Sit and enjoy the view. Ah! It's a lake guardian! Don't attack us! Seriously, we're too lazy to run away! And too injured from janitor slaps to fight back! And if you have to take one of us as a grisly sacrifice, then I nominate Bob since he's closer to you. Nuh-uh! I'll get the sacrifice rule out and check distances. No way! You're backing up slightly! I need room to search through my ruler bag. Calm yourself, friends. I'm not a monster to fight or an encounter to resolve. Oh. Then who are you? I'm just some guy. Sweet! Let's kick off our boots! Metaphorically, I mean, since Carl stole our boots. That man was terrifyingly good at removing footwear while slapping. It's nice out here. So nice. And my guard is dropping completely. Mine too. So friends, what brings you to these woods? Well, sir, there's this guy who we want to knock out and then steal his bricks, because that's, like, really important to joining this new religion that I'm interested in. I know it sounds like a joke, but we're dead serious. So we got some sap from a tree after performing dangerous illegal dental surgery on a monster. We're going to throw the sap all over the bad guy and then take his brick. And bingo! That's brick one out of twelve done! Three episodes at least for one brick. Kind of exhausting. Sounds like you two are on quite the adventure. Why are you trying to steal a brick? Not a brick, friend. A more likely assailant in disguise. The brick. One of twelve to lead to the waters of rescue. Yeah, some jerks stole them all, and now Thornwick's deep themes of conversion have been reduced to a much more approachable form of a fetch quest. I think it makes the metaphors easier to digest, but frankly I don't get it. You seek the waters, huh? Yeah, it's supposed to make me fulfilled, or something. I don't really know what it means, to be honest, but... My heart, which will undoubtedly be torn out by you, yearns for something more. More than money, or power, or an army of man-slaves. I want to find what all these watchers have found. And what is that? Something more. Something profound, I guess. You still don't know, do you? 
I'm trying, man. Get off my case. Seriously, for a rando, you're really mouthy. For Elion so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever drank of the waters of rescue would not perish, but have everlasting life. I like the sound of that. Living forever. Imagine what kind of stuff you could do with immortality! Those, my friends, are the words of Calivar himself. For he was the son of Elion, sent to walk among us as a man, both divine and human. And then he died so long ago, at the hands of the cruel who called themselves righteous, so that he may give life everlasting to all who drink. Huh, that makes sense. You seem to have quite a quest ahead of you. But the waters do not need to come from the fountain you saw back there. They don't? I knew it! Swamp water is safe to drink! Bob, get your swamp bottle out! Already ahead of you! To hear these words and to believe them, to believe that Elyon is and that he sent Calivar to save us, is enough, Thornwick. How did you know my name? Uh, other than the fact that Bob kind of says it every two seconds? How did you know my name? Do you believe, Thornwick? I don't know. You're kind of putting me on the spot here. Don't do it, man. This is all one big scamarino. The moment you say yes, you're going to get sucked into a machine that you can never escape. I don't know any of what you're talking about, guy. I don't know theology, who this alien really is. I don't even know if he's real, or if I should follow him. You've come this far. You've walked a great distance to reach the Valley of Thinly Veiled Allegory, a valley where the allegory is getting thinner by the minute. hey You don't need to know the particulars about theology. You don't need to agree with what the Watchers have added on to the truth. There is but one truth, Thornwick. Tell me! But, like, give me the short version, because I'm really, really tired from all our hijinks today. You are lost, separate from Elion, separate from the one true god. Calivar came to bring you to him. Simple as that. And by returning to Elion, you gain life eternal, a life of meaning and purpose beyond the material, beyond routinely getting injured for laughs. But aren't there a bunch of things that I have to do first? Like, change myself so that I'm more nice and good. Don't I have to renounce a lot of stuff and throw away all the things I like and become a joyless, judgmental prat? I know little of what the Watchers say, truthfully, because I care not for what they have to say. The Watchers took the bricks away. They broke off the path due to their intense posing. All I know is that the grace of Elion has freed us from the great curse. That one curse that makes everyone all stop and hop on one foot at exactly 12.01 p.m. every day? Not that one. No, an even greater curse. Death. For the thief has come into this world to kill and destroy, but Calivar has come to give you life, that you may have it abundantly. All flesh fails, friend. And that's the truth. In the end, we must face the end. Calivar did not come to make a prettier corpse. He came to defeat the great dread spirit, Yvardin. With a sturdy kick to Yvardin's golden mask, right where it really hurts, Calivar has overcome death, and he offers life to you. In exchange for four low, low payments of twenty gold pieces? Or in exchange for dictating what I do and who I love? No, in exchange for nothing. Calivar has come to give you a gift of eternal life. Nothing must be done. Nothing but simple belief. Ha! Gotcha there. You can't say it's in exchange for nothing if it is, in fact, requiring us to do something, which is to believe. Ah, 
Um, what? You speak truth, Bob. How do you know my name? The truth is, belief is one part human, but one part divine. As we seek out Calivar, so Elion plants the path for us to find him. We cannot come to him without his call, but he will not force us to follow. His guidance? Is Elion blue by any chance? I mean, I assume he gets sad sometimes, sure. No, no, his power. Long ago, it, it was blue energy that threw me off the road. And blue power that saved me from hellhounds. And when that giant fire lion was trying to drill inside my head to get my precious brain berries or something, I just felt blue. Don't ask me, man. I'm just some guy. Bob, what do you think? You know what I already think of this dude. I think it's a load of crock. I think this dude only shares his crap because his church drilled it into his head that unless he shares the waters, he's a bad person. I think his only motivation is to ease his guilty conscience. Harsh words. Yeah, but at the same time, you've come this far, right? I mean, there's a reason you're here. Don't let me stop you with my bitterness. Seriously? Eh, just don't ask me to change with you. And believe me, you'll change. It'll start small. You'll think, wow, my life is so much better. Then, you'll be filled with shame at who you were before this. And that shame? Oh, man. It turns into fuel. You'll condemn people who did what you did with more judgment than you ever had for yourself. You'll think of them worse. You'll think of yourself better. And over time, the ground beneath you swells up until you're so high on your own pedestal, you don't even realize how far away you are from your fellow man and how lonely it is at the top. Honk, honk. Bob, why did you just talk? Because this is supposed to be a comedy, damn it! Some guy, can you counter Bob's charges? Why are you asking me? Because you seem to be the only watcher who isn't a complete ass. I mean, even Grax, though he did sacrifice his own life to save me, was so full of himself. I'm not a watcher, Thornwick. I'm just a follower of Calivar. I have here with me waters in a flask, taken from the fountain. These are the waters of rescue. Drink, if you will it. If you decide to accept what has been done, if you decide to believe that Calivar is and that he has sacrificed himself to save you. But he came back to life, didn't he? So that's not much of a sacrifice. That is also true. I do not believe the greatest sacrifice was death, friends. I believe the greatest sacrifice was becoming human and realizing just how awful it means to be mortal. Limited. Calivar is not some far-off deity. He took the flesh of a man to walk amongst us. He learned how much this life sucks. Then at the end of it, just like you and me, he died. Probably while screaming for his mommy, just like you and me. What's on the other side of this? Tell me. Tell me because I'm scared. Salvation, my friend. That is all I can say. Because, frankly, I don't know you. And once you've made your choice... I'm going to be going as far away from you two as possible. No offense. Ah, none taken. I... Huh. What? Give it here. I I'm going to drink it. Just like that? Don't you want to argue more? Or at least learn what tithing is? Because that's going to ruin your day. Trust me. All of that is noise, Bob. I, I can't explain it. But I've been searching for this ever since we fell off the road. And while it might have taken me much longer than anyone else... I know this is the right thing in my heart, Bob. I've been searching for this, this salvation, this faith, for a long time. 
searching for something to hold on to that means something beyond this miserable existence we call being human. This is the something more I've been searching for. I could feel it in my bones. Give it here, friend. Here you go. It was nice knowing you, Thornwick. Wait, this isn't poison, is it? You're not like a crazed cultist who wants me to defeat death by dying and ascending. What? <laughs> no. Why do you say it like that? Just shut up and drink. Okay. Here I go. <laughs> well? Damn, these waters are delicious. I'd share some, but, but I just chugged the whole thing down. Oh, come on, man. You were supposed to sip. You just drank my whole supply. You never said a word about sipping. Bob, back me up here. All I heard was chug this bottle of murky liquid, and I did. Bob, did you just drink all of the swamp water? No. Yes. Whatever. Well, it's done. I did it. I received the waters of rescue. Now what? I guess you go and live your life however you please. Seek out Calivar, or let him seek you. Either way, please leave. The big guy keeps eyeing my coin purse, and I'm starting to worry. And this whole ridiculous quest about the bricks? Forget about it. You're free, man. You got what you came here for. Time to pack it up and go home. Maybe start some kind of bed and breakfast with a religious theme in order to charge more while also having less quality. I did it! <laughs> You're right! Bob, 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 I'm free! Not only is my soul now in the hands of Calivar, granting me eternal life or whatever, but I don't have to go on some stupid quest to get bricks. And that means you won't have the bricks kicked out of you by Egregious. Ha! I can't believe it. Thanks, random man, for handing me a bottle that isn't poison. I'll never forget you. It was my pleasure, Thornwick. When did you get here? Yeah, feel any different? I don't know. I thought it'd be a thunderous affair with lots of epilepsy-triggering strobe light effects, but it's like a quiet warmth. I don't know how to explain it. Well, let's get this straight right now. I'm not a project. You got it? Huh? At the end of the day, you watchers all like to get up in the grill of others and demand they live as you. But I'm not gonna, okay? So the moment you try and proselytize me, the moment you start judging me for drinking heavily and diving into quarries headfirst, I'm out of here. Friendship or no, I will not become a project. You got it? I am nobody's mission field. Bob, you seem to know more about this than me, and you hate it so deeply. I guess I'm going to have to figure all this stuff out on my own, but I promise I will not try and proselytize you, okay? You are my friend, forever. No matter how much of a disgusting heathen you are. So disgusting. I love you. And I will never, ever treat you like anything other than a slightly less than equal partner in our adventuring company, of which I own 90% of the shares. That's all I ask. That, and you don't get all self-righteous. It's annoying. Don't worry, Bob. My character may have grown, but I can't fundamentally change who I am. Or else it would be such a shift in tone that it would alienate the random people who walk by and listen to our conversations weekly. Good point. So, T and also B, B and B time? Yes. Wait, no? Huh. No. Why do you sound so introspective? 
Palm. We still have the sap. You're right. We should sell it at a pawn shop. No, Bob. I spent an inordinate amount of time trying to get to the waters. And when I got there, the bridge was gone. <laughs> I know, right? That was golden. The look on your face was classic. Classic looks notwithstanding. What if there are other whiny jerks out there who are just as fussy about finding meaning as I was? Won't they get here and be like, oh, the bridge is gone. Th that sucks. True. And then they'll probably have companions who are so sick of the whining, and they'll be pierced because they have to go on another adventure to find the bricks. Double true. Well, I, I don't need the bricks, but what if others do? I'm sure that random dude will bottle feed them too. And if he doesn't? I'm just going to shrug at you. Ready? Shrug. No, Bob, we can't. Well, I can't just leave others hanging. I got what I wanted, but that, that's not enough. This bridge needs to be rebuilt, and I'm going to be the one to do it. That's shockingly noble of you. I know, right? Normally, I'd have some ulterior motives that are both hilarious and inappropriate, but, but nothing comes to mind. Not even heaps of praise, because, frankly... No one will even know that it was I who rebuilt the bridge, assuming they don't read the plaque on the statue of us, I mean. Well, I was in it to win it before. Nothing's changed on my end. If you want to rebuild the bridge, you have me and my spear! And my crippling fear of abandonment mixed with my compulsive need to push people away. And most importantly, Bob, not only will we be able to help those in need, we can also turn egregious into a lawn decoration with this sap. And that's what it's all about. Hell yeah, it is. Thornwick and also Bob Incorporated. Away! But like in a few days, because Thornwick needs a nap. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of We're So Bad at Adventuring, a proud member of the Block Party Podcast Network. Tune in next week for more magic, monsters, and hijinks.